0: The last night of each semester is different than the rest of the year. We've spent 13 weeks going through uh, the book of Revelation. But tonight, we're taking a... Well, we finished that uh, last week. And tonight, we take a um, a couple of minutes to let our seniors come up front and talk about what God's done in them, perhaps through them, maybe through RUF the past one or two or three or four years, however long they've been around. And call it our senior send off. And so that's what tonight is about. And uh, we get to celebrate after this at, at B Dubs as well. And if you're going to summer conference or if you're around for summer RUF, uh, we'll get a, ch- a few more uh, stabs at saying goodbye to them and them saying goodbye to us. But I always have uh, kind of the same thoughts in my mind uh, every time I've done this, uh, eight semesters in now. And it's, uh, it's, it's three things names, tears, uh, and patience. And it's all from the, from the Apostle Paul. And the names thing is this, uh, the importance of names. Paul says in Ephesians, he makes this little side comment. He says that Jesus gave gifts to his church. But the cool thing right after that is he doesn't start describing stuff. He starts describing people. So he says, Jesus uh, rose up on high and he gave gifts to his church. And then he says he gave evangelists, he gave prophets, teachers, preachers. Which is to say that Jesus didn't give his church stuff, he gave his church people. And that's one of his key gifts to his, to his bride, to his people, is other people. So people are instrumental to you growing as a Christian. If you're not a Christian, it will be people who are instrumental in you untangling the knots in your head. Learning what God is actually like, and learning what grace is actually like. It's going to take people, flesh and blood people with names, which leads into uh, the second thing of tears. Paul uh, spent a, a few years in a town called Ephesus, and I think it's important he spent a few years, not a lifetime, a few years, which is what y'all have spent here at, in Las Cruces, those of you leaving. And by the end of those few years when Paul went on his way, he didn't know if he was going to see these people, this, this church he planted or not again. And uh, it, it's described in the book of Acts, but it says there's, there basically was not a dry eye in the house. All of these elders, these men, these women, Paul, weeping. Not so much just in sadness that they might not see each other again, although that was part of it, but weeping because of what God had packed into three or four short years. So the names featured big for Paul led to the tears of the sadness of leaving, but also the thanksgiving of of the stories of God's grace that had happened in their midst. And so anytime Paul is ending a letter, you can turn to any letter pretty much. Paul is rattling off names. We find it as irrelevant. We're like, well, this isn't helpful for me, so I'll skip ahead to the next letter that he wrote. But for Paul, his pen is on fire tell Priscilla this, tell Timothy this, tell Mark this. He's rattling off the names of the people that he's come to love. And so God works through people, through names, in profound ways, ways so deep and so moving that it leaves you in tears when you say goodbye to these people. A couple of quick stories, and this is only going to last about two more minutes, so don't worry, (laughs) it's not a revelation sermon coming. A couple of quick stories. Um, I found out a couple of days ago, and I just learned that tonight this would actually happen, but um, the man in the green shirt back there is a man you should talk to after. He is is, uh, JR's dad, Mike. Mike moved from Mississippi to Arkansas. He was at RUF in Arkansas before. He moved here about 22 years ago to plant and start RUF. He started this thing. Probably in some room on campus, Corbett or whatever was around at that point, Corbett. But God called a guy named Mike from Arkansas to a town in New Mexico to plan a work called RUF. God's worked through a lot of other people and a lot of other ministries to his praise. But he also works through Mike and through Shainer and through Sid and through me and through JR and Brittany and Jordan and Dana and Sean and all of these other names. And you, seniors and other people, he works through you. You're, in, you're instrumental to his work in the kingdom. And so uh, it's cool even tonight uh, to see this 22 years in, to see God bring back a key name of a man he called to start this work uh, that we're all beneficiaries of. And God uses names of ministries, things like RUF, to reach you. If you've grown since you've been here, if you've tasted the Lord and He's tasted sweeter than before, if you've figured out some questions or if you found it a safe place to come out of the closet and be honest about what's really going on in your life, thank God for this ministry because He was never going to use any other ministry to reach you where He reached you except for this one in your story. And so we thank God for names. We thank Him for the impact those people in these ministries have that lead us to a place of sorrow and gratitude when we say goodbye. And the last thing is this, is patience. I love this. I think the attribute of God that Paul might talk about most, the character trait of God's that Paul talks about most, perhaps besides His mercy, this is His patience. He talks about it when he's training other pastors. And he tells them, no matter what you do, even if you're rebuking someone or you're correcting someone or you're encouraging someone or helping someone, do it with patience. He'll tell churches, bear with one another with great patience. And he says this thing one of the last letters he ever wrote to Timothy. In the very first chapter, he says, this saying is trustworthy and true. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I'm the worst. Here's the catch. And he did this. Jesus saved Paul to, to show those who were being saved his pers- perfect patience. So Paul said Jesus went to the end of the line, the worst of the sinners, the very end of the line, and saved that guy. Was merciful to that guy. So that all the people in front of Paul in the line would say, Hey, <laughs> if he saved that guy, I'm nothing. I'm being a little bit playful here. We're, we're, we're broken before God, but Paul says Jesus walked to the very end of the line, to the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, so that all the people in front of him would look at Paul and say, if Jesus will be patient with that man, certainly he'll be patient with me. Patience is something I think about on these nights because um, I think about some of you four years ago. Coolio, Jake, other people. I think about me four years ago and I'm like, man, the Lord has been so patient with us. He's never rushed us. He's never had a pitchfork in your back pushing you along. He's introduced pain when it was necessary, but he's been so patient with us. And he continues to be. He's allowed change to happen over four years. He hasn't made it happen in one night and that makes him all the better. And so when you hear uh, the, the folks come up in the next few minutes and share their stories, listen for that. Listen for God's patience. Listen for his faithfulness. Listen to how he used people with names to change them and ask yourself the question, can't you be one of those names in someone else's story? Can't you be the name, the person God used to radically alter the trajectory of someone else's life? You can be, because that's how God works. The first of these uh, stories is from Coolio, who, being Coolio, preferred to put this in video format uh, instead of coming up here. And so uh, Clayton's going to key this up. We have a video from Coolio. And then after that, I think Troy will come up and then the rest of the seniors. And so thank you guys for sharing with us tonight.
1: I think one important thing you're going to hear tonight is community. Um, I want to talk about a lot of the same thing, Um, but I'm I'm just going to read because uh, this was last minute. Um, RUF came at a time in my life when I really needed it most. Uh, The community, like I said, transformed my pessimistic worldview into a life-giving attitude. The large and small groups provided an anchor point to my weeks. I'm still a baby Christian, I've only been here a year, and I have a lot to learn. But I have learned who I was built to be, and I've learned my place in this world. In my final year, this organization has taught me about subjects from morality to tithing. Um, And I could not imagine who I could be if I were involved for all five years of my college education. I'm excited to see the new faces here today. When I understand the potential for growth that you all have. So, my senior advice lean on Christ, study what you enjoy, laugh and most of all commit. Commit to something greater than yourself. And commit to the people around you. That's going to be where growth takes solid root.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm Jake. I have a piece of paper, so otherwise I'm going to fall apart. In the timeless words of Drake, we started from the bottom, and now we're here pretty much the story of my life, so I'm kind of just going to run through college. I've been here for five years, took the scenic route for an engineering degree. It's not that pretty. Don't do it. Um, So I've lived in Las Cruces for 17 years. I thought I had a lot of good friends in high school and stuff. And I was like, okay, college here. I have scholarships. It's going to be cool. I already know people. I already have community. Everything's great. Like, the interns who went to my church at the time were like, go to RUF. It's the best. And I was like, yeah. And then I actually showed up and I was like, it's not the best. I don't really like it. And I went like five times in a year. And uh, I was in Civil Air Patrol at the time. And I would play Civil Air Patrol. It was on Tuesday nights and RUF on Tuesday nights off of each other, like I can't go to the one because I'm at the other. And then I tell the other people the other one that I can't go to that because I was at the other one. It's a lie. It was cool. Um, anyway, so I got pretty involved with the freshman Bible study, which was probably the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life, because I realized. So a lot of my friends in high school, like. I just didn't have good community. Like it was always a pecking order. It was always who's the best at this and who's the strongest and the fastest and the smartest and who's going to do the most with their life and who goes on the most adventures and blah blah blah. And I was never, I was never the cool guy. I was never the best. I was never on top of everything. Um, it just sucked. Like I was incredibly insecure. Um, that freshman Bible study really changed my life. Said Drew and. Jan Sanders. Also, if water starts coming out of my face, it's, it's not tears. Dutchmen have a leaky eye gene. It's kind of tragic. Um, yeah. So through that, the Freshman Bible Study, um, people kept telling me, Jake, go to summer conference, go to summer conference, go to summer conference. And I was like, oh, I don't have time. I'm busy. Freshmen are not busy. You're lying to yourself if you think you're busy. Um, You'll find that out. When you get old, you'll be like, oh, man, I knew nothing I was a baby. Um, yeah, so first summer conference, I met this dude named Morgan Bill. And he kind of, like, vomited his entire life on me one time when we were walking on the beach for, like, two hours. And that entirely changed my life, again, because I had never seen, I'd never really had good friends who were willing to just tell me everything about them and just throw it all on the floor and leave it on, the like... No one had ever been that honest with me, ever, like even in my family, you know. Um, and that changed my life. I realized, wow, like this is this is what a friend is. This is a brother in Christ. This is what Christ's relationship with us looks like. Um, there's another guy, Ezra, Ezra Worley. I don't know, I think most of you know him. Um, he was instrumental also just because he was at the same place I was. He was lazy. He was undisciplined. He was always at the loggers, girls, and so was I, so that was pretty fun. Um, they just made a huge difference, and they really brought me into community, and I just started. I got all into RUF, and yeah, it was great. Um, engineering was hard. Don't do it. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> after that, well, for his junior and well, it kind of took two sophomore years because I took the scenic row. Um, I was depressed, like, pretty often. Um, I felt very inadequate. Like, it's hard. It's a hard degree, but then also I wasn't, like, awesome, super smart, whatever. Um, I was comparing myself to other people a lot, and that's... Never do that. It's such a bad idea. Either you'll feel really awesome because you're better than everyone else and you'll become legalistic and an asshole. Or you'll feel subpar and insecure and it's just, you'll feel awful. And that's the way I was for about two years, in and out, depressed probably every other week. And it wasn't terrible. I know a lot of other people have it much worse, but... um, People were constantly encouraging me all the time in that. I would always tell them how hard it was and how I didn't feel like I was good enough and I shouldn't be doing this and what am I doing in college and whatever. At one point, Morgan was like, "Well, man, maybe you could switch majors. Maybe that'll be good for you. And, like, engineering isn't everything. I was like, screw you, Morgan. I can do this. (laughs) So that... God used that in a huge way because I actually do love engineering. I really do, and uh, I feel like I've been given a purpose, and I think I can do a lot with that through the Lord. And like He, Morgan meant that in the best way, and God absolutely used him to put me where I am today. Um, I would, I, I guess I put a lot of my identity in engineering, which probably isn't a good thing. I need to work on that, but that is. I wouldn't be here without community and without people. Like, nothing about me was smart enough or adequate enough or motivated enough or disciplined enough to do it by myself. It was everyone around me. <laughs> Shit, I forgot my water. Um, it was a constant encouragement. It was the constant coffee dates with random people. It was the constant... Uh, just event sessions with this buddy or that buddy smoking pipes at a picnic table at two in the morning on campus. Um, uh, I have the whole sheet here of things I was going to say, and I'm like but but butchering it in my words. Anyway, um, through this wonderful thing known as exercise, I basically got less depressed and better sleep and better school, and things started picking up, and then. Once my life was starting to come together, Morgan and Ezra both graduated, and that was really hard because my two best friends in school, they both left the same semester. Um, And I had a choice. Um, Well, a bunch of my other friends are gone, they're gone. Do I leave? Do I just say, okay, I'm good, keep doing what you're doing, become successful, become a good engineer? Or do I lean back into RUF, try and love people, try and rebuild community from the ground up? that was very hard. That was incredibly difficult. Um, God really convicted me and shoved me in RUF and said, Do this, it's worth it. The kingdom is more important than a degree. The life, work, and eternity are a whole lot more important than what you're doing here for four years. Don't worry so much about your grades. If you get a B, it's fine. If you don't have a 3.9 GPA, it's fine. God cares more about the sparrows than He does for. That's wrong. That is not how that works. He cares enough about the sparrows. How much more does he care for you and what you're doing and the ministry you have, and the community you have? It's not about the grades, guys. Don't worry so much about school. It's important, but it's not the most important. No one cares about your GPA in 10 years. You won't. You probably won't even remember what it is. Um, I prayed a lot for a new buddy in engineering. So Morgan was an engineer also, so I saw him every day, and that made it really easy. Like I could study with him, I could talk with him, just really encouraging. He gave me another friend uh, named Austin Hilton. He's a Mormon and he's a super nice guy, and you know, he's great. But I tried to get him to come here a few times, but he declined politely. Um, That was an answer to prayer. He's just been so encouraging and helpful to me. And we have lots of good discussions and stuff about religion and why we believe what we believe. I'm trying to make him a Christian, but we'll see if that works out. Um, Through Ben. Ben Coppage is a wonderful, wonderful human being. You guys should get to know him better. Um, Smother him with your love. He he needs it. Um, i found just through college, through my junior year and senior year, um, like I have a purpose, and it's not engineering. It's not to go make a lot of money. It's not to be successful. It's not to get married. It's none of those things. It's kingdom. It's loving people well. It's relational. It looks like self-sacrifice. Like it looks like having really uncomfortable conversations with people who have sinned against you, but you go and talk to them anyway because you love them and you know that we're supposed to help brother out
3: Uh,
2: I found really a lot of freedom from fear and boldness in ministry because of Ben because of other friends because of my family and stuff Uh, the guys community um, once Morgan left and Austin obviously is not a Christian so that had to be had to be careful with that Robert Watkins He's wonderful Ben straight. He's not here tonight, but he's been very helpful to me. Troy Powell, I've only known him for like 367 days, but he's been <laughs> instrumental in my life. Victoria Smith he has been my friend since like junior high or something, that was a long time ago. Um, that's it basically, lean the community, love each other well, hold each other accountable. That's so important. Uh, There's so much more I could say and I want to say, but I'll probably cry so I won't. Um, What I'm doing now is I'm trying to go to Los Alamos labs, just like all the other engineers who graduate, spread the gospel and build bombs. Cool. I guess the last thing I want to say, well I have a verse here, um, Matthew 6, 25-26, it's been very instrumental in my entire life, this is actually what I mentioned earlier. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they?
4: Okay, let me arrange my life a bit. Sorry, <laughs> drop everything. Okay, Okay, so my name is Esther. Um, so I've been trying to think like all day what to say or all week. And um, so I'm just gonna tell you guys a little bit about what I've learned in the past five years. Um, more than just education, God has taught me so much about myself, about others, and about himself, and let me tell you, it has been the hardest five years of my life, but also the most um, rewarding, I guess I would say. Um, It is, like I said, college has been hard, but it's so much harder when you do it on your own, and um, honestly, like, the first, like, four years, actually, I kind of try to do it all on my own, and... um, I was so set on, I came in to do nursing, and I was so set on that, and, like, I didn't want anyone to get in that way, and I didn't want to stop. I never um, really sat back and, like, enjoyed college and enjoyed, like, hanging out with people. I was always I like, no, school, 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 school. Um, so I spent my first four years really kind of just doing it, and, and of course I had friends and stuff, but I was, like, That was the most important thing to me. Um, It wasn't until last spring that um, God really, like, got me and, like, really broke me down. And doors were closing, like, with nursing. Um, I got to a point where I was, like, I can't do anything. I didn't want to hang out with anyone. And, like, I wish I could say I was faithful to come to RUF, like, all five years. But I hadn't until really last semester. Um, But he got me to a point where I, like... I felt like I didn't want to be around anyone. I had no energy to do anything. Um, I stopped coming to RUF. I went to church, and I went to like the college group at my church, but that was it. Like I didn't put forth the effort. Um, I like to be alone because I just like people wanted to talk about how I was doing, and I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't know how. And I felt like I was at a point I was like, I should know what I'm doing, and I thought nursing was it. And... For, like, God to close that door when I was, like, really pushing at it, that made it really hard. And, um, so that took really, that was, like, a whole semester where God was, like, you know, just breaking me down so that really the only place that I could look was up. And, um, I mean, even, like, with my sister, like, I just, I really shut everyone out. So, after that, that that's kind of, like, the pivotal moment of my life, um, he got a hold of me and was like, this is not for you. And so I was like, okay, well, then I'll just jump into athletic training because, hey, I like to work out and I like sports, so this is great. And then after a semester, I was like, this is still not what I want to do. Um, So I made, like, the choice to, you know, not do nursing, not do athletic training, and to switch my degree to something that I never wanted to, and never was on my plan. Um, I'm a big planner, so when things don't go my way, it really throws me off. Um, so now I'm graduating with well, I'm graduating with a minor in community health and a major in individualized studies, which is something that I never wanted to do, and I even feel dumb saying it today, but. Um, I don't know, like, what the future is in that. I wish I could say, oh, I have this huge old plan after graduation, but I can't say that. Um, And throughout these years, and more specifically, like, since last spring, God has been teaching me to trust him and trust him and trust him. And he breaks me down, and, you know, I have to trust him. And it's a process, and I'm still on that and still... um, Every day, actually, it's like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing next. But I guess that's what I could say, like, what I've learned the most through college is, like, to trust him. And, like, yeah, the person I was when I came into school, I'm not that person. And everything that I've experienced, like, if I hadn't experienced it, I wouldn't be me. And, um, so even though it was hard, I'm thankful. So I guess what I could say is like stay in community, like stay with people that, lo- that love you and care for you. Cause like when you don't, um, it's really lonely and it's hard. And, um, you get to a place where you just have no energy to do anything. So stay in community with those who love you and, um, talk about things that are going on. It's not easy. And, Trust, Like, learn to trust God. It is, like I said, it's a process. And every day it's something that you have to work on. But um, something that encourages me when I allow it to um, is God already knows. Like, nothing has taken him by surprise. And that's a little hard in a sense because I spent so many years going towards nursing and then it didn't really work out. Um, but he already knows and even when we can't see it his plans are bigger and better than ours like he allows things to happen um for reasons we might never know and um so I guess just like hold on to the truth in that and um it's so easy to get thrown off by the different trials that come along because there are those that come along and they will come um But it's either you can be like I was when you just shut everyone out and like cling to just what you're telling yourself, which what I was saying was all lies, or you could, you know, hold on to the truth when it's it's going to be hard and it's going to drag you through the mud and it's going to be blurry and foggy, but it's also so much more rewarding and um, so much more beautiful. So, that's kind of all that I have to say, and um, I'm thankful for you all, and I will miss you guys, but um,
5: that's it.
6: <laughs> Somebody's phone is up here, is this Ben's? Sorry, I'm gonna move the mic and that Can you guys hear me? Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Trish. If I haven't met you guys yet, shame on me. But that was not what I was going to say, it's not on my notes. Um, I will try my best not to cry throughout my speech. Abby's told me that she doesn't like it when people cry so you know. I'm just kidding. But, wow. I'm going to say that one more time because I lost track of what I was going to say. Wow. Um, I remember my very first time at RUF two years ago. It was on the second floor of Guthrie. Coolio was making name tags. Classic Coolio. I didn't know anyone but the two people that had invited me there. And I... Left uh, right after the doxology without talking to anyone. Yes, I was that person. Um, soon after, I wanted to keep coming to listen to the messages, and whenever either Ben or one of you got up to read some of the Bible verses, I felt like the authors were speaking directly to me. Uh, it was bizarre, but it was very comforting. U F has been a very special and a very safe place for me. I say special because when I first came here, I was in a very dark place. Nothing tragic or extravagantly disastrous happened in my life, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. But I didn't know I was a sinner, but I was in this hole in my head where I couldn't get myself out of, that nobody could get me out of. Not my family, not my friends, not my counselor, not anybody at RUF. But God used RUF to reveal himself to me. To make me realize that I didn't have to worry about getting myself out of this dark pit because he had already sent his son to do so. And that was amazing. Ooh, okay, um, So RUF has been very special because I learned all about Jesus and what he has done for us through this community. But RUF has also been a very safe place for me, and that is because of the people here and the community and the culture that exists here. My friend, Thea, who used to go to RUF before, um, I mean, while she was in Las Cruces, um, she told me before she graduated and left that I could lean on this community because people at RUF know how to love others well. And I've seen that time and again. Specific people in this room right now. God has used to encourage my heart and to change me throughout the two years that I've been a Christian. And I'm grateful for that so I kept coming back and got more involved I was so welcomed by the people that were here when I first started that I wanted to be that for new people coming in I told myself that there had to be a way I could serve this amazing God and his people and um, he showed me how to do that through ministry team not that you have to be on ministry team to serve a lot of you are already doing that without being on a ministry team but it was that for me my encouragement to people who are new and to people who've been here for a while is threefold. For people who are new, RUF is amazing. But don't make it out to be what it is not. RUF is not church. So if you haven't found a church, tag along with somebody who's here who has a church already and, and go check it out. For people who've been here for a while, I'm sure you've noticed a lot of people saying that RUF has changed from last year to this year, from three years ago to two years ago. RUF has a quick turnover of people graduating and leaving, so of course the community is going to be changing, but change isn't bad. Learn to adapt. Be for others what previous students were for you. I'm sure they had to learn and adapt as you came in and the culture was changing for them. I lost track. Um, I guess what I want to say next is: Is this place perfect? No, it isn't. Why? Because it's made up of people, and people aren't perfect. We're far from it. And to everyone overall, come into this community, now that you've been here for this semester. When you start up next semester, or if you go to the uh, if you go to summer, you have come in with the mindset of serving instead of having a consumer mentality. And I say that out of love. I say that as an encouragement because I've been there before. And you can definitely be fed in this community, but it's a two eighth street, just like most of life is. You get out of it what you put in. And also make the most of this time. I wish I was here um, more years than I than I was. I only started in grad school, which is why I'm definitely the oldest person here. But I'd like to end my speech with a quote, although that's kind of cheesy. Um, this is a quote that I found at the beginning of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Love that book. Um, and it's by Josiah Condor. This is how it goes. This is how it goes. <coughs> "'Tis not that I did choose thee, for, Lord, that could not be. This heart would still refuse thee, hadst thou not chosen me. My heart owns none before thee, for thy rich grace I thirst. This knowing, if I love thee, thou must have loved me first. Friends, God has provided this community of loving people, of honest people, of patient people for you, for me, for all of us. Find rest in that. Moreover, let God be that place of rest for you. Lean on this community and experience the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, ben and Anna, I think she already left. Thank you For being compassionate, loving, caring mentors for me these past two years. For providing me with this opportunity to speak in front of everyone. A lot less nervous than I thought I would be speaking. And for the rest of you, I literally, genuinely love you all. And I'll miss everybody when I leave. Thank you.
5: So, my name is Gladys. Um, Unlike most of you here tonight, I didn't start attending RUF large group until my junior year here at MSU. Um, So, it wasn't until my spring semester last year that a friend invited me to come over. Um, And just like Trish, I really, there was just something about RUF that made me want to keep coming back. Um, Soon after, I came to know the Lord and um, ever since then, Time has just been awesome, and my time here, too. Um, So this semester has definitely been a really, really busy one for me. Um, But despite this, I've managed to maintain um, peace and patience. At least I like to think so. (laughs) Um, So between being a student intern 32 hours a week, a full-time student, president of an honor society, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and now recently a new auntie, Um, It seems like I hardly have time for anything, Um, but despite being in the midst of this busy season, Jesus has filled my heart with peace and love. Knowing that he is with me is so comforting, and my peace stems from this. The times that I have felt overwhelmed have been um, somewhat short, despite everything I have going on, Um, but I wasn't always like this. So... Before, like I said, before I came to know the Lord, um, which wasn't until a year and a half ago, uh, used to be the type of person and student that was always stressed out. Um, Part of it manifested itself in excessive planning, taking on too much, and ultimately trying to be in control. Um, This never left me in a good place mentally. Um, My first two years of college were not easy, my freshman and sophomore year. um, There's this saying that says I once was lost But now I'm found, and I was definitely lost those two years. Um, But if I had the chance to talk to my freshman self again, I would just reassure her that everything was going to be okay. Um, I would let her know that trying to be in control does not lead to happiness. In fact, it leads to the very exact opposite. Um, So I would tell her that the little things I was always so upset about um, were not as important as I made them out to be. Um, I would reassure my freshman self that Jesus is in control and that by surrendering to him, I would experience peace and freedom like I never thought I could. God has blessed, has been at work both in the good and the hard stuff in my life. Um, He has used me to grow me and he's still continuing to do so. I'm still considered a baby, baby Christian like Troy said. Um, So the hardships I have gone through, um, they haven't been easy, but when I look back at them now, I somewhat understand why I went through them. So ultimately, I know that Jesus is sovereign, and he, not I, is in control. Um, RUF has played a very important role in my life. Um, This has always been a safe place for me to be myself, share my thoughts and my beliefs, and I have made some amazing friendships here. I am truly thankful for you guys here. I know this semester, it feels like with everything I have going on, I've kind of been running away from God. But one thing that has always helped me, and I encourage you guys to also do it, is to just always go back to the gospel. Every time I feel like I'm running away from God, I go straight to my Bible. I read the gospel, and it's just like music to my ears. It always redirects my perspective, and it just puts me back. Um, into the place that I know God wants me to be, so I just encourage you guys to do the same. Um, These past four years have definitely just passed by way too fast, and I'm a little sad to leave, but um, I guess it's on to the next chapter. Um, It's just so comforting to know that Jesus and God, um, they're already in tomorrow. They're already in the future, and I know that I may not know what might happen after graduation, but it's just so comforting to know that he's already there waiting for me. So thank you.
7: guys so I've only been here like a year but it seems like four or longer (laughs) but uh, it's been really great to get to know you guys and just be part of the community. Um, I think RUF came at a really important time for me because I was previously in a different like ministry and like I think it was really good but it kind of changed a bit and uh, just with like having a bunch of things going on in my life I think that RUF was a good place for me to come to where I was met where I was at and then I was helped to grow in that and I think that um, this community is a great place because you can come with whatever problems you have and people are going to work with you and not be judgmental about it and I I really appreciate that. Um, There's been a lot of friends that I've I've come to know um, and I I don't know if I'm staying here or not, but (laughs) if I'm not, I'll really miss you guys a lot. like I said, community I think is really important, and that would be kind of my advice for you guys: is just to stay in community, and if you have something going on, just like let someone else know and like talk with them. And then Ben and Brittany have been really helpful in helping, because like this semester and kind of last semester, so I guess the year I've been here, <laughs> um, there's been a lot of like hard stuff that's come up, but in that um, I've been able to talk with Ben and Brittany and, and like other girls here, and it's it will help me a lot. Um, and I think also um, Ben has helped uh, a lot with his messages because it helps bring it down to an, uh, a way to apply the messages um, to like real life. Because sometimes it's just like up in the air, and you're like, I kind of get this idea, but I don't, I don't know what to do next. And uh, I think that's helped me a lot. Um, yeah, I kind of made up this, so that's it. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, We're going to get a chance to respond to y'all and pray for you in just a minute. But before we do, I wanted um, to uh, ask JR to come up in just a minute. Um, JR is going to be with us, thankfully, another couple of months. He's going to be spearheading summer RUF. (laughs) So I'm really excited about that. And y'all should be, too, um, because it's going to be great. But um, JR is... uh, um, Got here last... June or July, I was out of town when you got here. But last June, and uh, we'll be uh, moving to Charlotte pretty soon here after this summer um, with his wife Mary Sue and Annie Louisa, and then the next one on the way uh, to begin seminary in January in Charlotte. And so, um, Jr., I wanted to publicly thank you for your faithfulness and your presence here, and. I think if Paul had a favorite attribute, I have a favorite attribute too and it's faithfulness. And uh, if you're not faithful, you can be a lot of other things and it doesn't really matter. And if you're not a lot of other things but you're faithful, it matters a lot. And you're a lot of other things and you're faithful. And so, um, you've poured your heart out here. You've left a lot of blood on the field. And that's that's the way we're called to live. That's the way we're called to minister. Is leave it all behind. And the Lord will provide more for tomorrow. And uh, we are grateful to you. Thankfully, I told JR we have mucho other opportunities to say goodbye to him. Summer conference, summer RUF. And so um, I'll get to add on to this later, but thank you in front of all of y'all. These, uh, Him, Brittany, Daniel, Brittany's new guy, who she's going to marry this summer. They raise a lot of money and they move across the country to text and call. 18 year olds to hang out and uh, you you think by the time you graduate your college you're through your insecurities and then you try to chase down a freshman to get to know them and love them and tell them Jesus loves you too and uh, it draws out all your insecurities when they ignore you (laughs) so uh, being an intern is hard because it feels like uh, trying to date someone who doesn't want you to be around. But it's also really great because most of y'all, if you really ask people who's made the biggest impact on your life, usually it's the intern. Uh, along with their peers, it's their intern because they're the people who are on the ground with you. Uh, they're a little bit closer to you in age. They don't have kids. They're not grandpa like me. And so, uh, I know y'all love Jr. and I know he loves you. I've never doubted that. And so, Jr., thank you. And we wanted to give you a chance to to say uh, your piece, and then we'll pray. Uh, we'll after immediately after that, we'll go into uh, about five minutes where y'all. Get to pray for your friends, either in bulk, or you can pray for an individual. Either thank God for them or pray for their next step. Um, and then after five minutes, I'll close this. We'll wrap up
8: tonight. Thanks, Jared. Uh, so, yeah, like like Ben said, um, we moved out here in June because uh, because I wanted to be a part of this, part of the story that all the seniors have displayed to you uh, today, part of part of their story. Um, I wanted to be a part of God working in people's lives. And um, just like Ben said, God uses people. And um, I wanted to do that. And so um, for, for several reasons, I, um, I I can't do another year of the internship. Um, but I, I want you to know, I want you to know, What the seniors displayed tonight, and I—this is silly—I was watching *You've Got Mail* the other day. Um, And there's, if you don't know, there's this uh, character named Kathleen Kelly, and she has a store, and it eventually closes down because of a big business. And uh, what she says is, um, people tell you that change is good, Um, but what that really means is that something that you didn't want to happen happened. And I would say that's true about this. And uh, like Trish said, change isn't bad, but why? Why? It's because of what all the seniors have displayed tonight. It's because God is good. It's because God is good in the midst of change. And as much as I want to be here, um, to be a part of that goodness, displaying the Lord's goodness in your lives, another year I can't. Um, And something that I didn't want to happen, happened. Um... But God is still good, and he's still good to you. And so um, even though I'm gone, even though I'm not here to be a part of that, um, God is. He's pouring into your lives, and he's good. And I want you to remember that. So thank you for everything um, that you've shown me and taught me and um, been there for me this year.
3: It's been incredible. So uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So thanks.